0: we are so stoked right now. We have with us right now the biggest guest we've ever had, the self-made savage, the genetic nightmare, the Brock Lesnar of Memphis, Tennessee, the champ. The champ is here,
1: Mr. Mike Anthony. <sighs>
2: oh,
1: I don't get no cry. Damn. Yeah, we'll we'll, put, it it. we'll put it in post. Don't worry about it. We'll put it in post. but shit. You know, I figured I would get cheered on this one, but okay. I give you a clap. <laughs> Man, how you doing? Thank you so much for being here. Man, I'm good, bro. I'm a little tired, but I'm excited to be here, man. I had a trip to Texas, Dallas, Texas last night and didn't leave out of there until like 11, 30, 12 o'clock. How's, uh, how's Texas been treating you? Dude, like royalty, man. I'm the shit everywhere I go. <laughs> just being honest with you. I'm just... Dude, I'm having fun. I can't explain it to you. That's the only way I really know how to tell you is that I'm having fun. I'm firing on all cylinders. And I mean, unless for some freak accident, I can't be stopped right now.
2: So you have a match last night in Texas. Then you got to be back in Memphis for how many matches at like 11 a.m. today?
1: Uh, we take three weeks of TV today.
2: Right. Three so weeks. Did you have to wrestle more than like more than once every time? Or how does that
1: work? Ah, uh, man, it just depends. Um, you know, just depends on what the committee this 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 invisible championship committee who i don't know you know i don't know who they are but they put this put the screws to me early how, how, on.
0: how are you how are you they're making you wrestle multiple matches in a day how are you not in that roman contract
1: right now i mean dude you know hey it's almost like you love doing this i do i really do i've been doing this for 14 years man and i am i am in love with professional wrestling you know i cannot explain. The art, the passion, the drive, the thought, you know, and just the overall, you know, the overall input that it takes, you know what I mean? It's just dude, it's, 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 it's a beautiful thing. Storytelling intensity, you know. Dude, just the fact of beating the shit out of somebody is rewarding to me.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's gotta be. I mean, that's, that's, that's indie wrestling these days is you, you have to love doing this to, to be a part of it. And obviously you've shown that time and time again, that that is what you're striving for and and what gets you going on this. And that's, what's gotten you to this upper echelon that you've achieved for yourself. And obviously you don't seem like you're going to be stopping anytime soon,
1: man. I hope not, man. And I, it's not, it's the thing where, I didn't do this by myself. If it wasn't for my trainers and my mentors, you know, I, if you let me tell it, my personal opinion, I have the very best trainers and I have the very best mentors ever in this business. Who who were those folks then? I, I, uh, let, my, let trainers, know. my trainers were Rodney Mack and Jazz, the Jazz two-time for, uh, women's champion in WWE, Rodney Mack, former WWE superstar, and, and then my mentors, Teddy Long. How can you go wrong? <laughs> you cannot. How can Unless you go wrong? Unless he puts you in a tag team match against the Undertaker. oh ah, no, nah, man. I just give him a holla <laughs> holla holla and you know, say that takes care of it. But then another one of my pro uh another one of my mentors, Jax Dane, um, former NWA uh world heavyweight champion. He's the current um, I think, North American champion. So All right. my, yeah, in NWA, man. Jax Dane has done he's gave me a lot of advice and he's been he's worked a lot with me one on one. But, I mean, Rodney and Jazz, I mean, two of the nicest people you will ever meet on this earth.
0: And also in the ring, Rodney Mack, one of the meanest people you can meet in that ring. I saw him. We were talking about this yesterday, actually. I saw him in a match in Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma, Mississippi. Mississippi. Yeah, down there. And it was one of the most brutal, bloody things I'd ever seen. But Rodney Mack, nice dude.
1: The Unless you gotta fight them. Nicest people, him and Jazz both. And they've done so much for me in my career, you know? And I can't, like, no amount of money that I could give them would ever be able to pay them back for the knowledge that they bestowed upon me. Teddy Long as well, you know? It was like a thing where my partner, uh, John Omari and I, we started down in SWE. And it was a thing where the tag team division was supposed to go a different direction. Well, um, that's one thing about wrestling. The number one ability is availability. You know, if you're available, you never know what can come your way, what kind of opportunities present themselves. And um, something that happened with the tag team up that way, and my partner and I were available. We were ready. We were on standby. We didn't even have anything that night, but we were dressed. Teddy Long gives us a live microphone. On (laughs) pay-per-view. I Ain't no better setup than that right there. If you ever want to have a test, have Teddy Long give you a live microphone on pay-per-view, and then he just tells you, well, let's hear what you got, player. And, I mean, my partner and I, we took that ball, and we ran straight to the end zone for a touchdown. And ever ever since then, man, it's just been omg takeover. So
0: so so Teddy Long threw somebody into a random tag team match and it actually benefited somebody for like the first
1: time ever. Yes. That's fantastic. Yes. Yes, actually it was a tag team tournament. <laughs> a whole tournament, one night tournament, man, and we we did the damn thing, you know, but you know, it's like I couldn't I wouldn't be where I am without their knowledge, their leadership and me actually being quiet and opening up my ears and paying attention to what they were teaching me. Because if you got the right trainer in this business, they will not steer you wrong because when you win, they win, you know? So I think everybody benefits that way. It's a blessing, man.
2: Well, can we go back a little bit and, and talk about like what inspired you to want to get into this business in the first place,
1: man? Like I'm a little older now, but it's hard to really, you get bits and pieces of your childhood memory. And I don't know the exact year. Um, If you let my dad tell it, I was four years old. So I'm guessing it was 1988. Saturday Night Main Event came on TV. And when they opened it up, the opening just wasn't your standard boom-a-boom. They opened it up with Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan doing promos build like bringing you into the product and i was just playing around being a four-year-old kid one day and hogan come up on tv and then followed by warrior and i don't know if it was hogan's red and yellow and ultimate warriors multiple colors but it just stood out my dad said i sat down and i've been watching wrestling ever since
2: so you're not one of these guys that like played football and then did something else. No, I
1: can actually believe it or not. You're a wrestling lifer. Yeah, I can play all sports. Yeah. No, I can play basketball, I can play baseball, I can play football, I can actually Greco-Roman wrestle, I can, you know what I mean, I can play golf, I can ice skate, I can rollerblade, I can skateboard, you know, I can swim. I can do it all, you know, but wrestling was my passion. I can be out with my friends, 6.05, it's time to go home. Hey, guys, I got to see y'all a little bit. TV time. On? WCW Saturday night's coming on. <laughs> you know? Yes, sir. I'll see you guys tomorrow. I was, a, I was, was a WCW guy. On. You know, I, I, but I watched everything. Yeah. I mean, as soon as Raw went on commercial, I'm going to flip over and see what WCW is doing. It's the so, same thing. Um, and then when the, whatever match is going on, I'm like, uh... Okay, I do like this match better, so I'm going to watch it, but I really want to see what's going on on the channel. I was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. We didn't have Tebow back then. You couldn't record it and watch it later, so you really had to just catch what you did.
0: You could. That's what I did. I I have, I still have VHS tapes. Ah. I would tape Raw, mm-hmm. and I would keep Raw on tape on the TV in the basement. And then I would watch on the upstairs TV so I could flip back and forth. So if I saw a WCW match I liked better, I could keep it on. But I could go back to my, my VHS tape later on and right. end up watching Raw. I still have a handful
1: of those tapes sitting around. And, and I watched them both because both companies had guys that I liked.
0: It was a great time for uh, – one of I the best Sean, times
1: of wrestling. Yeah,
0: I liked Shawn Michaels.
1: I liked it when you had Razor. I liked it when you had Diesel. I liked it when you had Bret Hart. But then you go to the WCW side – Razor and diesel became hall and nash you know you didn't know you know who they were but Don't you know didn't why know why there. they were there and then you thought and it was like wow you didn't have internet you know what i'm saying so nothing was spoiled you know that's when that wcw hotline was just so full of shit call us and they give you oh my god oh dude did okay. you call
0: my mom once. would never
1: let me call. Uh, well, I snuck and did it once. That was I, tr- I got in
0: big trouble once, where yeah. I racked up like a couple hundred dollar yeah. phone bill when I was like, I
1: was too four
0: double digits old, and it was it was it was uh, the old WWF hotline, and you could uh, fight the I, I can't remember if it was fighting Hogan or fight the Undertaker, but it was like a like a choose your own adventure <laughs> like oh button press thing, and it's- I did that one night and didn't realize that a nine hundred number cost that much money, and I.
1: Well, here it is. It's 99, 99 cents for the first three minutes, and then three ninety nine each additional minute. That's where. They well, get here's it. the deal: he's like, so if you want to hear who's going to be showing up tonight, hold on for four minutes, and we'll be right back and tell you. Wow. Come back in four minutes. Hold on another six minutes. That whole time, dude, your phone bill is just oh my god.
0: So, so you you just brought up that the you know the fact that you know, there was no internet back then. You, you had to do that to figure it, you know, figure out what was going on in wrestling. Has the internet hindered or helped wrestling in general, as far as the amount of information that comes out? Uh,
1: like everything else now, it's debatable. I would say both. I'd agree with you on that. Um, because at a point in time, when you look at it, I couldn't just pull out my phone and record my match. I had to wait for somebody or wait to get that footage back on a, DA, on a VHS tape or something like that. And then I had to go record it. and then you had to mail that tape out. Now I can just hit send or, you know, post and, and now everybody. you can see my work. Now the only thing with that is people don't know how to fucking use social media, you know, yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and you just go ahead and say that a lot of these so-called professionals are like pieces of shit because their social media activity totally exposes them, you know? Oh, well this, this is that. And then how do you, if you want to bitch about it, aren't you kind of exposing it, you know, to a degree, you know, if you have a problem with that person, take it to that person instead of putting it out there for everybody to see because why? Because it's a black, black out of you, black out of you, a black out of you and a black out of me. You know, but then I'm trying to make money. How can I make money when I'm shitting on everything? I'm not going to want to pay for me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so then, then guys pretty much their fucking calendars are empty and they wonder why they're sitting at home not getting any bookings. Nobody's calling them because you're a piece of shit in public, you know, or your social media activity, you know. We're supposed to be larger than life. People look up to us. So why in the fuck would I put I'm feeling depressed on Facebook? You know, that shows vulnerability. I'm not being a hero. I'm not being a good example. What's being a good example is you overcoming your bullshit. You like step in, you know, overcoming everything, you know, all obstacles and you become the best, you know, produce the best results that you can. Then you talk about, it, you know, because why? Because your story will help the next person. But. You know, that's the way I look at it. You know It gets your work out there, but at the same time, you can do everything perfect.
2: It takes some of the
1: mystery out of it. Yeah, you can do everything perfect. Some idiot somewhere is going to try to say something smart, and it's going to start a hole. You know what I mean? And so it's going to start a hole. It's going to stir up a whole bunch of bullshit. And so it has its pros and cons. It's good because I can instantly hit send, and I can get sh- send you my footage and be like, hey, What do you think? Or I could try to get a job. Yeah. Um, Where it kind of hinders it is guys are talking about it too much. And it's like, you got to understand, like I say, we're role models. So if we're role models, people follow you. If they look up to you, they follow you. I post some bullshit online. And even if I post and hit delete immediately, 15, 20 people have saw it. And it's got a screenshot
0: behind it. And 15, 20 it people, somebody, somebody Ten to else. twelve
1: done screenshot. You know what I mean? And look look at this much. It,
0: it definitely makes that suspension of disbelief that you need to have for pro wrestling a lot more difficult to be a part of. I mean, there's there's part of it that I love the 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 information process of it, but you're you're absolutely correct that it it really takes it takes some of the mystery out of everything, and it, it makes it harder to, to follow.
2: It would be a lot more fun when, you know, each time Tony Khan signs some new big name, it would be great if we didn't already know it was going to happen, and it was a real
1: surprise, and so, so much of that element has been lost. I, I, I totally agree. Yep, yeah, because people think it's so cool to tell the fucking movie before, it, well, what the fuck do I want to go to go see it for? Yeah. You'd be sitting there watching the movie with a motherfucker. Hey, bro, watch the part. This part where they get killed. Fucking thank you, bro. Thank you. <laughs> Anything else you want to tell me? <laughs> what am I going to watch it for if you're going to fucking tell it to me? Hey, i tell you what. Just, just, just go, out, go out the room. <laughs> Let me watch it. Then we'll talk about it. But yeah, I mean, dude, you'll get online. Oh, man, that new Marvel movie was the shit. Especially that part when Iron Man di- Damn it. <laughs>
2: Liter- I, I literally had that spoiled for me on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm
1: like, well,
0: thanks. Yeah, Warrior, Warrior goes over Hogan and says, stop. Stop <laughs> telling me this shit. I want to watch it. I want to experience it. I want to enjoy it.
1: Man. So, what brought you to Memphis? Um, I actually have been wrestling in Memphis for a long time, um, off and on. Um, various shows. I've actually worked with Kevin Lawler when i was younger you know what i mean um i worked with a couple of other different companies but it was a ever thing. worked with 901 just no, out of curiosity i actually haven't see i i had a um, promotion in arkansas or i helped with a promotion in arkansas okay and we booked a few guys from 901 andy mac and uh andy mac super cool guy super talented and you know so i'm familiar with guys from 901 actually um one of the guys from 901 works for memphis wrestling uh, Justin Cole.
0: Yeah, yeah. Big Soul,
1: Justin Cole. Punk ass. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I was kidding. I'm kidding, man. He's super talented. But uh, me and him, we don't get along too well. But I can't deny his talent. I can't deny his connection with the people. And so it's just one thing to come out here and shit on somebody. But I have to put the facts out there. Justin Cole is one hell of a guy.
2: Prior to, like... Coming here, you didn't grow... I mean, I think I might be the only one here who grew up watching Memphis wrestling. Do you have
1: uh, an appreciation now for the history now that you've been here a while? Well, I like. I was born and raised in Chicago. And I, was, I stayed in Chicago until I was about 16. Then I moved to Mississippi. And I always wanted to be a wrestler. Here was the thing. I thought it was just like a normal fucking job, man. I thought you just go up to the damn place, put your application in. Next thing you know, you work for WWE. Well, I I'd I like you... to be a wrestler. Yeah, I didn't know you had to. <laughs> yeah. You Occupation. couldn't You couldn't Wrestlers. told me all this shit went into it, Which, but I'm thankful for it. I wouldn't trade any of it back, you know. Um, but, like, I always thought you just put your application in and go to work for WWE. Just go get in the ring. Yeah, it was nothing like that. I didn't even know. I mean, forgive me for this. Don't laugh at me, but I didn't even know there was a such thing as an independent until i moved to mississippi and then i was just surfing like we didn't have that's when you didn't have the actual satellite guide you had the preview channel you you missed that motherfucking channel that you're looking for you, gotta, you gotta wait, wait, for, wait it to minutes minutes for it to come all come back, back around. around so channel five had wrestling i think it was might have been fox 13 or it might have been upn it was upn at that time and um uh, memphis wrestling was on there. i was like dude i watch anything that was wrestling Anything because growing up, I didn't always have cable, and so you know, if in Chicago you can kind of steal cable, you know, you, 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 know cable, you know that cable around you know the I'm right, right man, he'll hook your shit up, put that little tag on there, you'd be good for about three or four you months. You
0: get the you get the the black box from yeah. somebody, and, that, and then they, you got the hook up, got you all, they they got all that pay per
1: view coming exactly. your way. And so we didn't always have cable, but it was like wrestling was wrestling. You know, I didn't care what it was because I didn't know. Like I say. And I'm watching Memphis Wrestling. And their ring was probably about six inches off the ground. They were in that little studio. I think it was the Corey Macklin version, may have been. Um, but that's where I seen your Derrick Kings. I seen Tattoo, uh, Johnny Dotson. Dustin Starr was a, was a beach bum at this oh, time. Oh, was
0: such a young kid back then.
1: Yeah, I'd like to whoop his punk ass, too, you know? <laughs> no, no, he's work. He's working on ass whooping. Dustin, Dustin, you hear me? Oh, shit. Dustin, I know you're listening with your listening ass. When are you going to fight me, huh? Does he wrestle? Still? No, he, he yeah, needs he's to. He's just behind the mic, right? He sits behind he's that desk. Dodging. He's just dodging you. But I know deep down inside, man, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pump your little ego up for you. I know you got one more match in you. One more. Because I guarantee you, you get your ass in that ring with me, it will definitely be your last match, man. So man up. I'm waiting. All right, let's, start. let's um, go. We're gonna, we're let's gonna go back. Let's go back on this, this right again. here. That's This challenge is, issue. Is the
0: challenge here, and if this happens, I want us to be able to take credit for this. I mean, you get to take all the credit for it, but I at least want to be like on the coattail. It of, started here. It started here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, Dustin Star. I mean, King Cobra was still, you know, still going. Lawler was uh, Lawler was in it. Dundee was in it. <laughs> Brian Christopher was there. Kevin White. I mean, you know, I was yeah. watching all these guys, and I'm just like, but then every now and again, you'd see the occasional WWE guy. you see, uh, you know what I mean? So now the, fami- you know, the familiarity was there. I'm like, wait a minute. So, well, I can watch this. Whenever I can't catch Raw, I can watch Memphis Wrestling. And you never could have told me, you know, when I finally got in in 2008, I walked into a building, and um, my ex-wife, she was uh, in the Air Force. We were in Jacksonville, Arkansas, and um, I went to the gym, and I was working out because I was bored and had no friends, no, didn't know anybody. So I was like, "Okay, well, what do you do? Just go work out." So I was working out to this uh, seven foot one guy, legit seven foot one, and uh, he was having a conversation with a guy. He's like, "Yeah, man, I got my first wrestling show tonight." I instantly rack my weights and just butting in his conversation. You know what I mean? And I regret butting in his conversation, but I believe that if I never would have butted in his conversation and interrupt him rudely, I wouldn't be here today.
0: I mean, you have to kind of put that input in. You have to interject yourself. What did you to say? say? I mean, what did he say? I was 23,
1: say? 24 years old and still didn't know independent wrestling existed. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, Hey, man, uh, I heard you over talking about wrestling. And, dude, I went there that night. I met Rob walking there. Rodney Mac and Jazz is sitting there. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Oh, no, th- this is real. And starting out was terrible because. Getting paid in you- hot dogs and chicken tenders at that point. Well, not even that part. It wasn't even about the money. It was about getting in there. And getting Rodney and Jazz to take me serious because that's the thing. Any, any, everybody just earn wants that to, trust. Hey, I just want to get into wrestling. Business. A lot of God, a lot, of people, a lot of people start. Yeah, they start, but they never finish. You will lose a lot of people before you actually get those For two sure. or three that'll stay. And um, I wanted to convince them that I was serious, but the human body was not made <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to to prove to Rodney <laughs> Mac that you well, want. I mean to do pro wrestling. The body ain't for that shit, you know? And, um, I had a hard time adjusting to the, to bumping process and just, but natural athletic ability. I had it. And so they kept me around for that for a while. It was kind of hard to, you know, it was not saying it was difficult to coach me, but just like the little things that when I bump exhale, sure. You know, don't hold your breath. Uh, why am I doing this? Where am I going after I, you know, it was a, it's a process to this. Well, it's it's the not pro- just going and, and, in there doing shit.
0: I was going to say, not that I know everything about pro wrestling, but I mean, that is the process. Not only training your body to do that, but also the, the psychology behind it. And yes. that's where so many people struggle is a lot of people can take that physical aspect of it but they don't understand the why of it and yeah. what goes into everything and that's what makes in my opinion a really great
1: pro wrestler yep yeah. and man it was just a thing where like i say it was just a process where i got in there and it was a rough start but once i got it and they saw that i was getting it and they saw that i wasn't gonna quit and i was gonna keep going and i was determined to do something they stuck with me and it was just like boom and then well, once i graduated which you really never graduate. You just kind of, you're you're allowed to go take bookings. That's that's your graduation. You never stop learning. You never stop training. Even when I go down to Dallas and I see Rodney and Jazz, I'm under the learning tree. You know, as soon as I'm done with the match, hey, did y'all watch that? What can I do? Well, you know, what, what did you see? You know, what, what can y'all teach me today? <laughs> you know, it's always learning time, you know?
0: I think that's true with just about every industry is that it there's never an echelon that you reach where you know everything about it. I mean, I'm sure even like Bret Hart still has questions for folks to this day about everything. So right. it's 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 good to see somebody taking the craft in and wanting to excel and wanting to continue to learn and, and build that up. I mean, that's once again, that's what makes a great Pro wrestler is this desire to always be more and to keep growing with it. Um, I want to jump off for just a second because you were talking about before being great at everything. If you weren't a pro wrestler right now, if you had to pick a sport to kind of put your put, put this motivation towards, what would it be?
1: Man, basketball, basketball, or I mean, dude, even baseball or football. You know, I'm I can find a role in every sport. You know, I have a comfortable spot in every sport, man. And it's just I, mean, dude, I I don't know. I would try to do like a Deion Sanders Bo Jackson type of deal, man. I'd probably try to play two or three that, things. That's what we
0: need. We like like forget like baseball football Deion Sanders. Like we need the pro wrestler, like baseball player. Like, well, nobody's currently what I'm before.
1: doing is um August twenty first. I'll be competing on stage in a bodybuilding competition. Awesome. So, and I mean, you can have, I mean, everybody has their own opinion. Bodybuilding is a sport. You know what I mean? The discipline, the endurance, what it takes to prep for something like that, and then just the overall everyday maintenance of your body and your health. You know what I mean? That's a sport as well. You know, so I mean, you know, in a way, yes, I am a double a two sport athlete. There you go.
2: How important is taking care of your body? I mean, I know that like you travel a lot, you've got recovery to consider, but also just like, you know, the nutrition and everything, like how much thought goes into just taking care of yourself?
1: Man, so much thought to where I have a nutrition coach. I don't do my own meal plans. I don't, you know what I mean? Like I have my days where it's like, okay, my coach will tell me your free day is Sunday or your free day is after your leg day on Wednesday. Well, when I have a free day, it's all me. Um, Every other day, I have a full one through seven meal plan, (laughs) you know. So it's like I don't make my own meals because it's like a thing where if I make my own meal plans, it's easy for me to put a cheat meal in there. It's easy for me to put a donut in there. Or if I'm going by some if I'm going by your plan, Mm -hmm. I have to go strictly by what you give me. Anything other than what you give me would be not going against your not going with your plan.
0: Shit, is it cool that we gave you pizza today?
1: Hey, man, that <laughs> pizza was on point. I, It was show day, so, you know, I haven't eaten anything. You got to get so, something in your system. Yeah, man, so it was kind of like a free, you know, kind of like a free day today. But, man, look, y'all got, and look, I got to I gotta go ahead and give y'all a shout out on this, man. Y'all really know how to make a guest feel at home. We appreciate oh, thank it. Thank you thank got you me my own. Hey, you got the fancy chair your, and everything, man. Dude, look at this chair. I mean, the chair's I got, got my, a belt rest for you, bro. I got my own table. Look at this, the table goes all the way the hell around. I got a table and a cup holder, a whole table and a cup holder. And then we're at the Wiseacre Brewery, man. Like, a whole brewery. Where's the beer. Let's get, man, let's have some, beers. get
0: some beers. That's, that's not a problem. We can do some beers. Yeah, we'll get we'll get on the horn. We'll get some, some beers. Man, in let's here have for some us.
1: beers and we're in a brewery, man. Shout out to Wiseacre Brewery, man, for like really giving us a great setup, treating us to some beers and treating us to some bomb ass pizza.
2: The pizza is definitely on point. My
1: coach is gonna cuss the shit out of me tomorrow, <laughs> but hey. <laughs> I'll take the E for that one. It's fine. <laughs> but man yeah it's it's awesome to be here man I greatly appreciate you guys for having me uh, doubling down man we're we're super
0: super glad to have you here and it's uh it's an honor to to have the Memphis Heritage champion in the building so i mean I, I'd say we're 50 50 but <laughs> i I think we're probably a little bit more in uh in debt at this point than us just oh, offering you no. some pizza
1: and beer champ oh no man we're good more than other people would offer me yeah, everybody else wants to try to kick my ass <laughs> <laughs> let's talk
2: about the man you beat for that title. You had many matches a, a pretty long series of matches with Brett Michaels. Is that Is that what's your
0: Is that is I got to that- st- I got to step in for a minute here. Uh-huh. Cuz I've been waiting all afternoon to say this. The only man to get out of the gun show lariat. Boom. Haha. Sorry JD, continue. <laughs> I just wanted to say that because I've been I've been biting my tongue the entire damn time for it.
2: Well, I mean, I just want to know what what you think about the uh the series of matches you had with Bret Michaels that has culminated in you being the champion and the story that you guys told over time. How like wasn't it, I thought it was a tremendous to watch.
1: Um, although me being me, I personally think he's a piece of shit competition-wise. I'm not going to lie to you. I did not know who Bret Michaels was when when Memphis wrestling started. I didn't know who he was until I started watching when I had Dustin on the
2: podcast last year. That's when I became aware.
1: Dude, I didn't know who he was. And I'm just like, fuck is this big jacked up ass dude? I'm like, you know, it's it's competition because the goal at the end of the day is to be the top guy. You know, we're all in this to be the very best. If you're not in this, if you're I just want to be a wrestler. Get the fuck out. Go, go the fuck away. I mean, we do this to be the best. Y'all are on a podcast to be the number one podcast in the entire universe. If you're not trying to be the best, what are we doing? You know, so we strive we do this with an initiative. So when you see people, you eyeball your competition or you eyeball, well, who is that? It's easy to judge a book by the cover. I didn't know who Brett Michaels was. And then next thing you know, I worked my ass off. He worked his ass off. We are, he's a rising star. I'm a rising star. Next thing you know, um, I you know, you let me tell it, he cut the damn line. You know, I'm how the hell do you get a title shot before the number one contender? If I'm the number one contender, that means I get the next title shot. This in this invisible bogus ass committee put Brett Michaels before the number one contender. So that's what started me and Brett's ordeal. But I will say that. Throughout the series. A lot of respect. Come out of that. And when I say respect. I don't have to like him. You know. If he was here right now. I kick his teeth down his damn throat. But you know. I respect. What he does. I respect how he does it. I respect. His connection. To his people. You know what I mean. Um, One of the. Biggest qualities about Brett that I will say, his daughter is the biggest daddy's girl you will ever see. I have never seen a kid so crazy about their father. You know, normally they pick mom over dad because mom's the easy, and dad's the hard ass. This This parent ability, well, this dad ability that never. he has, it's un—it's uncanny. It nobody, it's unbeatable. You know what I mean? So, Brett has a connection with the people. Brett has a connection with the kids. Brett's a people person, but here's my deal. The people don't keep your bank account afloat.
0: I was about to say, does it make you feel bad when you have to kick his teeth in that his daughter's feeling that bad about it?
1: You know, when I took this title from him, when I took this title from him, <laughs> his daughter cried a whole (laughs) entire river. (laughs) When I tell you cried the entire river. (laughs) Mud Island just started getting flooded. Bro, I was like, holy hell, what have I done? What have I done? (laughs) But at the same time, out of that, I seen the love that that young lady has for her father. And that right there is undeniable. You know what I mean? It's like that is one of the was one of the best things ever, you know. But it's like, yeah, Brett has that connection, but that connection doesn't keep him with this, <laughs> you know. I'm the champ. I'm the man to beat,
0: you know. Now and- that respect's got to be on you. I mean, you you talk about paying respect, and you didn't have to like him, but now that respect has to be turned even more so your way, which
1: <laughs> you know, I imagine makes you feel pretty good. I really don't care. You know, I respect myself. I love myself. I'm in love with me. I'm not in love with the people. Those those people endorsing me, that does not inflate my bank account. This inflates my bank account. Me going out there week in, week out, proving that I'm the very best, not just in Memphis, but in this whole damn world. You know, you can hear me now or you can hear me later. Either way, you're going to hear me and when I make noise, oh, I make noise. I destroy shit, you know. But yeah. Brett, it's a it's it's a little I, I respect him a little bit. Just a little bit.
2: Just enough. Just enough. Just enough. What about what about King Cobra in the last episode of of the show that I have seen? You guys you you traded punches with, you know, the the legend
1: what was that like? I put the legend down. You did? Let's just call it. And then <laughs> Buff Bagwell thought he wanted it. Like, come, <laughs> come on, guys. Come on. Like, I don't care, man. I mean, I get it. Those were Cobra students. Those were, you know, that's Cobra's training facility. That's his baby. But, dude, like, <sighs> Cobra, with all due respect, know your place know your time all right you were the man and i'm not saying that you're not the man now you're just not the man compared to the man <laughs> you know you had a little bit left in the tank but i had to shut that shit down
2: <laughs> for an older fella it seems like he still has a pretty good right hand you know what all right man see
1: you you <laughs> <laughs> You're pushing it. All
0: right.
1: All right. I was having fun. Don't uh, piss Casey's me off. He's
0: gonna get his ass whipped.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. Look, I felt it. I, I, Cobra still got it, and Cobra still got it, buddy, in the tank. And but you know what? That that kind of you know I'm you know I don't give a shit. I'd, I'd whoop his ass again if I had to. But that right there was a moment for me because, you know, I'll never, yeah, I mean, where I'm at now, yeah, I'll probably never get to the WWE stage, but Cobra is my Hulk Hogan. So it was a thing where when, I, when he was beating me up and that crowd was just going ape shit, man, you know what I mean? I wanted to bust his ass, but then he was getting the better of me. But the kid in me, was like, holy crap. I wish I could sit out in the crowd and watch this like that. Right I, I wish I could watch me get my, my myself yeah, beat down. You know, and just watch this whole tobacco, or you this whole fiasco, because I'm just like, man. And then it was like, I hit him, and just something, just a light bulb went off in his head, and he just started looking at me. He got that look, and he had that little shimmy and shake, and I'm just like, fuck, <laughs> holy How shit. How did I get here? He's about to fucking t- dude. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> it happened a little bit. Then I just had anything you snap right out of it and you beat his ass. Down. I had to get back into reality. But dude, for a second, I was, I was, I got caught up in my childhood, man, because it was a thing where a guy who I always admired, a guy who I always looked up to a guy who's basically a pillar here in Memphis. You know what I mean? I'm actually getting to mix it up. You know, I was just trying to send a point. I didn't even really know he was coming at me like that. But once it happened, I had no choice but to put the dog down.
0: <laughs> Are there any other old
1: folks in Memphis that
0: you want to put down?
1: Well, it's not, I, well I wouldn't even say it like that. <clears throat> because, no, well, I get how you're saying I want it. you to. I get how you're saying it. But that Cobra that I felt Saturday wasn't an old man. Fair enough. I didn't mean anything. You know, and those strike it was something about those strikes that it, it was like, I, the Cobra was hitting me like he was in that heavyweight title match. He was
2: turning back the clock
1: a Dude, little bit. He he clean, hey, He turned back the clock, all right. You know, and, but like I say, I just had to snap out of it because I was overwhelmed by what the hell was going on, guys. Like, Wow. Thunder, lightning. He was hitting me with it all, man. And I'm telling you, that shimmy shake. Oh, when he got to just his little version of hulking up, I'm like, what the hell's about to go down? (laughs) But yeah, man. Cobra, in all respect, man. But it's just mind your damn business, Cobra. Do
2: do you get to. When you wrestle for other promotions, do you take that belt with you? Do you wear that belt in
1: Texas? Uh no. Um I mean, if I'm doing if I'm by myself, yeah, but if I'm in a tag team, no. Yeah. But everywhere else, wherever I'm going, I yes, I represent the company. Gotcha. You know, I got to represent the company in Hollywood. You know, or they flew me out to Championship Wrestling in Hollywood, and I went there, showed up, showed out is only I can do. And um I'm going to continue to do that, man, wherever they want me at, wherever they call me to, I will show up and the results will be the same. One, two, three.
2: <laughs> Are you more comfortable on your own or do you do you like having a partner?
1: Uh, I can adapt to any environment. I can. That's one thing that Rodney and Jazz trained me. They universally trained me. I can do Lucha. I can do strong style. You know, I can do any style that I need to so I can adapt, whether it be trios, tag team or even singles. I am the guy that stands above the rest. You know, um, yes, wins and losses matter. Wins and losses really don't matter to me as far as a total goes. Because me and you can fight a hundred times. I'm going to eventually put you down. When I put you down, you don't come back. <laughs> so I win. <laughs> it's not who wins the most, it's who wins last. There we go. Not not, not necessarily winning the battle, it's winning the war. Yes. But as far as tag team or trios or even singles go, I'm a good I I I'm way more comfortable in the singles because I don't have to rely on anybody else. I rely on number one, which is me. You know, I can't go wrong with me. I can go wrong with somebody else. I can go wrong with you. I can, you know, and I can't control you. You know, sometimes I was like, that damn controller. And (laughs) which I could push the B button. It's not my fault. Push that B button to make them jump or something, you know. But no, it doesn't work that way. So it's like, yeah who better to rely on than yourself and then you have nobody to blame at that point exactly i mean you know but myself
0: uh what do you like in wrestling these days in general like wwe AEW, the independent scene like like what have you been watching if you if you're still watching like i i i make beer for a living so i tend to not take a bunch of time with beer when I'm, when I'm off work, do you still watch a lot of wrestling
1: to, to school yourself? Do you, Uh, you know, do you, do you follow? And what do you like when I'm, when I'm on the road podcast, when I'm on the road, I'm watching matches. Uh, When I get home all day, all day long, I'm watching matches. (coughs) Um, In order to succeed in your craft, whatever it is, you have to eat, sleep, shit, and breathe your craft. You know, from the time I wake up in the morning to the time I go to sleep at night, it's pro wrestling. You know, I didn't get as good as I am just by waking up in the morning and be like, I think I'm just going to, yeah, we're going to do that today. You know, I watch hours and hours and hours. I I listen to Jim Cornette religiously. Ah, I love you. You know, I listen to Jim Cornette fucking religiously, you know, because he will break down psychology. He would tell you, yeah, they did this, this, and this. But here's what I would have done. Yada, 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 yada. And here's why I would have done it. Yada, 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 yada. And then when you do that, that's when you get X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, fuck, Jim. I didn't even have I, to watch it. And that's one it. of the
0: things that I, I absolutely enjoy about Jim Cornette mm-hmm. is he isn't just super opinionative about stuff, but he tells you why he's right about it. And and, and once again, that's even even just to a fan like myself, that that educates me to understand it better. Yep.
1: And I mean, that's the deal now. I mean, that's, then that's another part of the whole social thing. Now, anybody can get online and Google a specific and go straight to it and get smartened up on what they want to know. You know what I mean? And that's the con of it. Sure. Anybody can just be like, Oh, okay. And then they can go to a, a place and spit some shit that they heard or recite some shit that they heard and make themselves come off to somebody else. Like they actually know what they're doing. And then. But c- they're not attached that's been in the business. A big for catastrophe 40 is about to happen. years. Yeah. And so, cause it was a deal like that not too long ago where some fake wrestler showed up to an independent event and got, got, got his shit thrown out the damn dressing room because they found out he was not a wrestler. I didn't hear about this. Yes. They found out he wasn't a wrestler and embarrassed the shit out of him. Jesus Christ! As they should. I mean, he was, he he was just in the locker room and had his little tights on and stuff. And
2: I mean, he could have hurt himself or someone else. Like that's that's crazy. You
1: hurt the business yeah. as a whole. Yeah. You know, how how Dangerous. dare how dare I come to the Yizkor Brewery, and I tell them, oh yeah, yada 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 yada, I'm spitting some shit from a brewery down the street, but then you get me behind their counter and they lose tons of business, tons of money all because of my... Oh,
0: I mean, straight up, if you walk back there and, like, open a valve, you're not supposed to, I'll whoop your ass right now.
1: (laughs) No, you won't, but not not this ass. I'll do my my honest ass. Not my ass, but I get what you're saying. No, I (laughs) I, I totally get it, brother. I totally get it. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. When somebody comes in and they disrespect your fucking business, you know what I mean? That's a slap to your fucking face. Absolutely. You know, because at the end of the day, I see you guys, everybody got on wedding rings, not me, uh, but everybody's got on wedding rings. So chances are you got wives. So you may or may not have kids that takes money. I It takes money and food and clothes off of your kids. You fuck with my kids. I kill you. You know what I mean? So I can't imagine how you feel about your kids. I can't imagine how you feel about your wife and kids and how about your wife and kids. You know what I mean? Don't come into my business. Don't come into something that I love and I take seriously and I'm trying to provide and shit on it. When you could easily say, hey. can you teach me
0: (laughs) nothing better in the world than than being able to teach that to to be able to put that information out to somebody that wants to to
1: gain it but somebody that just wants to go out and take it it's a pretty shameful act but for their 15 seconds for their 15 seconds of fame you know that can kill them or somebody else absolutely
2: is that something you would see yourself wanting to get into at some point like teaching other people how to do this oh
1: I've never I'll, I've never labeled myself a trainer because I'm still active. But I've done a, you know, I'm kind of the person that will sit back and I'll watch and then I'll see something small and then I'll be like, "Hey, switch this. Try that." And then you know, I'm the, you know, but I try to stay out of the way. I don't have any students that I'm teaching or anything like that because I'm so focused on I'm still You're tra- doing you right now. I'm training myself. I'm disciplining myself, you know, I'm I'm my priority, not, not taking anything away from anybody else. You know, will I? Not saying I won't, but not saying I will. I just haven't, you know, but do I give opinions? Do I help people adjust things, do it? Yes, you know, I'm all for helping because when I see you, you know, I can watch you do something. Well, watching you do something And whether you're doing it right or I mean, not so much that you're doing it wrong, but you're doing it differently. I might learn something. You know what I mean? And then we work together to perfect it. You know, I'm a perfectionist. I want everything to be perfect with the understanding that nothing is perfect. You know what I mean? Practice does not make perfect. Practice makes better. Right. Nothing is perfect. So how the hell can practice make perfect? You just keep going. You keep doing it harder and you You keep trying to hit that perfect. So, I mean, maybe out of 100 free throws, I'll hit 99. You know, maybe the next 100, I'll hit 97. Maybe I'll hit 100 one time, but you'll never be perfect. Never. Because even if I hit 100 free throws, 100 free throws didn't go in all net. Maybe one free throw rattled around. Maybe one bounced around the rim off the glass. Nothing but net. Probably I banked two or three of them. You know what I mean? A perfect, perfect free throw is me shooting a free throw. Perfect form. <laughs> Nothing but net. That's a perfect free throw.
0: All right, real talk. Are you telling me that Kurt Henning could not hit one hundred free throws perfectly in a row?
1: Well, we are talking about Mister Perfect <laughs> now. I, That's I, what I mean, I'm getting I, at. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm mean, saying, are you are, are you are you coming? Who, incidentally, that right I
2: once saw wrestle here in Memphis at the
1: Coliseum. Well, you know, I also saw the man throw a football in the air. And I also he caught saw, it himself. But I saw the screen kind of cut before, and then he was kind of, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, you know, he might be a little perfect, but, I mean. All right, all right, all right. You know, uh, rumor has it, but, okay. <laughs> the guy can
0: squat, squat gum out of his mouth and catch a towel. You know, I'm pretty sure he did I will, I will say this,
1: I've never seen him miss – Hitting that gum out of his mouth.
0: I, I can't say I've ever seen that. <laughs> Me neither. I saw, I saw that one time that Bobby Heenan backed him up with the towel throw, and Bobby Heenan looked great doing it. But aside from that, the, guy's, the guy was pretty perfect.
1: Bobby Heenan's a fucking phenomenal, phenomenal legend. Like,
0: dude, oh my God. All right, so we, we both spoke finally of him. This is a great question right now. Uh, Jim Cornette or Bobby Heenan?
1: Huh. I struggle with this one. I'm going to go Jim Cornette. All right. Because, I mean, now, they're both neck and neck. I mean, I mean, because I mean, they both you're got not those. Picked, there's, there's no wrong answer in this. I would go Jim Cornette because at the end of the day, you know, Cornette's going to get you that. Heenan's going to make you laugh. And Heenan's going to – Heenan is for everybody. You know, Heenan was a heel, but Heenan's for everybody. You know, Cornette people fucking hate Cornette. like
0: they literally that that, that, that is absolute true Cornette.
2: growing up in memphis when i used to see him come out with the tennis racket it, i mean as a little kid it was nothing but yeah i, I hated that guy <laughs> before i understood anything about wrestling i knew that like jim Cornette was you know bad news <laughs> to
1: five-year-old jd Dude, I used to despise I hated Ric Flair. I hate all the I hate all the bad guys.
0: Sure. And that's why they're the greats. Cause I hated, hated Ric them. Flair. I if hated- you grew up and you hated somebody, they did the best goddamn job they possibly could, and that's why they're legends. Man. Yeah, I'm dude. Look Are Cornette- you glad that a lot of Memphis hates you right now?
1: Uh I don't give a shit. Oh, Love me, hate me. At the end of the day, you won't debate me or you know disrespect me. So long as you, we keep the respect intact. Long as you know, don't know, dumbass fan try to try me or something like that. We're we're good. Just let me go out there and do my job. You know, if you want to love me, cool. You want to hate me, cool. I don't pay attention to it. I have a job to do. Keep that title around my waist. Keep my bank account overflowing with money, you know, and keep the gun shows hands off of it. (laughs) That's my main thing. You know, that's what y'all don't understand. I don't have to be champion. I'm champion because I want to be. I'm champion because I can be. I'm champion because as long as I have this title, everybody else is just struggling. I want to be champion. Who Who is it? As long as I'm champion, you're fucked. Point blank, period. So who's next then?
0: Who's coming for you? who Who's who's next suited in line to try to take that title around, off of around your waist?
2: Aside from Buff Bagwell after he gets off the crutch.
1: He'll be right back on them damn shits, too. <laughs> he will be right back on uh, crutches. Fucking Judy's coming for you, man. Oh, man. God rest Judy. God rest her soul. <laughs> <laughs> God rest Judy Bagwell's soul, man. But yeah, Buff, sit down, man. This, this is not what you want. You may still be the stuff, but you're just not enough. Not when it comes to genetic nightmare, man. So just sit down, show up to your shows, sign your autographs, hug the babies, kiss the ladies. Just, just be Marcus,
2: you know, be, be a cute little. I always liked him better when he was Marcus
1: Alexander Bagwell, honestly, man, you know, well, He went, he, when he, uh, I'm glad somebody did. <laughs> when, he, when he, when he evolved, when he evolved in the buff, I, I think that was honestly his.
2: You think that was better?
1: Um, that was his coming out part. Yeah, because yeah. he wasn't really doing that. I mean, he had two co Scorpios and he had the Patriot and, you know, he had a few tag team partners. Yeah. But Marcus Alexander Bagwell, he, you know, he was a young stallion. You know, he was a, a cute face and the ladies loved him, but it was just. He was missing that spark, that flair, something to get him to the next level. When he went to Buff Bagwell, he got there, you know. I don't know, you know, I don't know what happened when the whole invasion thing started. I wasn't there, you know, but I thought, right, you know, I was for sure Buff was going to be one of those guys, you know. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. But again, I wasn't there. It's not my story to tell, but, you know, that was just me sitting back as a fan because, you know, the first match, on WWE TV from WCW was Booker T versus Buff, Buff Bagwell. And, you know, he had the damn nice-ass pyro and everything. I was like, okay, we we doing something. Next thing you know, they threw him out the door. Or Kurt Angle and Austin threw him out the yeah, door. And, and was, I just thought was like, it was just oh. something to further the angle, and he's going to come back with something, but just never seen him again. And like I say, even at that time, the internet was around. That's when you had the fucking... You either go with the internet or you just talk on your phone. I was going to say, you that. weren't going to get you both You get of them. on the internet, but you couldn't take a phone call. And so, you know, we didn't have that, that dial up. I didn't have it like that. So we didn't, you didn't get that smart shit. So then now you got your shoot interviews. You got your stories that come out 25 years later that it was like, oh man, yeah, back then, this, 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 and you'd be like, whoa, really? You know, so a lot of the things that that are out now I'm learning or I'm catching on too, just like you guys are. And I'm just like, really? Well, damn. All
0: right. <laughs> it's pretty mind blowing. All that kind of comes to light for you a little yeah. bit. So, so really,
2: uh, before we wrap up, because you know, I don't want to keep you all night or anything, but I'm having fun, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what got to get more beer, Brian, started, tried to ask earlier, but I mean, seriously, what is, what is next? I mean, where, do, where do you want to go? Besi- I mean, not to say that there's, I mean, being the champ in Memphis is amazing but I mean, where, where do you want to take this?
1: You mean as far as like taking it past Memphis? Or,
2: I mean, or, or just any, you know, like,
1: I mean, dude, you what know, are, where, what are your, yeah. I mean, what, what are your, what's your I, career ambition? Yeah. Where do you, where do you see yourself? It's like you, you want to get signed. But at the same time, I'm having fun going where I want to go, doing what I want to do. And it's like every show that I go to, every locker room that I go to. um, The amount of respect or the amount of, you know, people that approach me and just, you know, compliment me on my work. It's amazing. But the thing is, what they don't understand is. I'm more intrigued and amazed by their work and their contributions than I am my own. And they drive me. They push this damn genetic nightmare shit out of me because I feel like I have to step my game up every time I see people perform. You know what I mean? You know, like I say, I hate everybody, but you can't fucking deny a Zay Washington. You cannot deny a Justin Cole. You cannot deny... Austin Lane. You can't, you can't deny these guys. You ain't got
0: to like them, but there's a level of respect.
1: And, and I mean, it's not even a level of respect. It's the truth. You know, these guys aren't here for no reason. You know, Alan Steele wasn't your first Memphis Heritage Champion for nothing. You know, he was the first Memphis Heritage Champion because Alan Steele was the very best at that time. You know what I mean? And here's the thing with that. Let's just call it. I mean, I can sit here and tell you all day nobody's going to take this title from me. I'm winning all the time. It's almost like the NBA playoffs. Grizzlies can play Golden State Warriors, Golden State can take game one. The Grizzlies can make adjustments. Sure. Golden State can't. They don't know what adjustments to make. You get what I'm saying? Everybody that is going to the this title right now you, is making adjustments to my game plan. I have a winning game plan. So my winning, you know what I'm saying? So I have to really keep my, so who's next? I mean, I took the title off the gun show. He still hasn't gotten his rematch. So I know he's next. I know he's the guy gunning for me. But the thing was, since winning that title, I've had two or three title defenses. I defeated Uncle Mikey. I defeated Brad Skimmerhorn. You know, I defeated Zay Washington. You know, so it's like, And then when I went to Hollywood, I defended my, I kept my title. So the challenge is you don't know who's going to come. Here's the deal. My door is always open. You come knocking on my door. I will answer it. The only thing is you better be very well prepared when I answer it.
0: I mean, obviously, it seems like Brett Michaels is next in line for coming for this, and 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 you know he's he's certainly coming for you. I, I say it with the utmost respect. I don't think you need to worry about that at all, and the reason being is that you are the only man to ever kick out of the Gun Show Lariat.
1: The thing about that is, man, believe it or not, I don't even recall kicking out of the Gun Show Lariat. It was pure instinct. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> you know, I, you got so much pleasure out of saying that. Oh, I seen it in your face. I mean, he knows you know, it makes I me love saying it more than Dustin said it. Hey, I mean, it was good shit. But at the same time, it's like, I didn't know. I mean, it was just instinct. It was just one of those, it fucking happened. Yeah. You know, there's nothing that I've done to Brett. There's nothing that Brett has done to me that we haven't already experienced from each other. For sure. So it was just one of those instinct things. But a one gun show lariat at any point in time can put me down. I mean, it happened in the final. It took three of them at the final showdown. Dave and Buster's, it only took one. And I tried my damnedest to avoid it. I avoided that gun show lariat with everything I had. And when he caught me with it, it was legit one, two, three. But at the same time, when I hit you with that genetic dream, your ass goes night, night, and it's also one, two, three.
0: Heard. Are we good, Brian? I think we're probably good. I'm tired. This has been exhausting and, and fun.
2: Yeah, I just want to thank you so much for taking time. I know you wrestled last night in Texas, earlier today in Memphis. The fact that you you're willing to come here and do this today is, you know, truly humbling. We thank Greatly you. Greatly appreciate it. Yes. And this
1: is one of the perks of the job to come back and, you know, actually sit back and relax. This is the thing. This is rest and relaxation for me, you know, and to be able to come out and talk about the business, to be able to reflect on my career, to be able to reflect on what got me to this point and to be able to pay respects to those that helped get me to this point. You know, dude, that was a, this is a blessing. So I'm very much appreciative to you guys and I humbly thank you guys on behalf of Memphis Wrestling because, you know, without me here being here representing the company, you know, I wouldn't be here. You know, we met on a tour of the Coliseum, which was very historic, man. You know, I never everybody was talking about the history that was there, you know, and it was like i never been to the Coliseum. I never watched a match, never watched an event in the Coliseum. But walking in there, I felt it. You know, I, I really felt the history. I felt the carnage. I felt the angles. I felt The fact that it was an ass in every single seat every Monday night was just, you know what I mean?
0: That's the best part, good sir. You are the Memphis Heritage Champion. Welcome to being a part of Memphis Wrestling History. Thank you very much, man. Hey, uh, let the listeners know where they can find you on social media and everything. Put yourself out oh, there. Man, uh, Not my, that you haven't been cutting a promo all day today, but cut a promo <laughs> right now.
1: <laughs> on my Facebook, you can find me under Mike Anthony. I actually have my my normal Facebook's Mike Anthony. My fan page is Mike Anthony. And then my Instagram is Mike Anthony 411 My Twitter is Mike Anthony 411 and, I mean, booking info, you can uh, email me at uh, MikeHolly10 at gmail.com. Or you can hit me on any of my social platforms. And that's fucking it, you know. <laughs> and that's all I got to say about that because that's the bottom. No, I was kidding. <laughs> that, that was a Stone Cold promo. He's doing a Stone Cold promo. <laughs> Crazy.
0: Chap, thank you so much. Oh, man, Mike man. Anthony, thank you for being here, sir. Yeah. Thank you guys, yeah. man.
1: Oh!